Hey, welcome to another episode of Black Girl Charms. I'm your co-host, Ray, joined by my co-host, Janelle. Look, oh, I'm no this week. Oh, I, was, I thought you were going to say the perpetually perky. <laughs> I'm not, definitely not perpetually perky. <laughs> I know, but you had a whole thing. You were like the perpetually tired, the perpetually grumpy. The one time it's a good alliteration, you don't take it. I know it's not a good alliteration because it's a lie. It's a lie. I mean, everything is a lie. <laughs> Our lives are lies. I'm sorry. Everything. This is Earth 42, so nothing's real. I thought it was Earth 6 or some shit like that. I don't know. Every day the Earth changes. Apparently, I live in a world where I get so mad I cry. I, I just cried out, baby cry. girl. I mean, but think about it. Five years ago, we could have been mad where you stabbed somebody with a rat tail comb. So, growth. That was more than five years ago. And God, just age me already. Not even that. <laughs> I mean, five years ago, I could have stabbed somebody else with a rat tail comb in Newport News, Virginia. So, or growth. In the eye. So, growth. Ooh. Growth, growth. I mean, I'm always here for a good punching. <laughs> Oh, well, this episode, these episodes are rated as explicit. So, yes, I think <laughs> you can talk about your violence. I mean, Charm is a violent show if you think about it. Like, yeah, they but kill no people blood. once a week. They do, they do. And get away with yeah. it, murderers. <laughs> yeah, my brother used to make fun of me because he was like, you know, they kill people once a week with poetry, right? It's just poetry. They kill people with birds, and that's what you're watching. And I was like, yeah, but I'm not the only one watching it, so. So there's that, right, right. So who really won? And I'm going to stop you right there because I know how your brain works. So this is season one, episode 12, The <laughs> Wendigo. The Wendigo. Uh, yeah, it was directed by James L. Conway. Who has directed 16 episodes of Charmed? So they if you didn't like this episode, <laughs> he comes back 15 more times. 15 but he's also times. directed episodes of Smallville, my personal fate, even though it's tinted, like tinted. It's like tinged. Oh man, Padalaki, how could you? I mean, are we surprised? Anyway, um, Super happy that we do not have, but this is not being recorded because my face, my facial expressions is where we're going to get sued. I say nothing, <laughs> but my face says it all. Speaking of Padalaki, he's also directed episodes of Supernatural, although they are kind of my, some of my favorite episodes. Um, he directed Pudding. If you are a Supernatural fan, you know what that means. And he's also directed The Magicians. Um, I think it's a TNT show. No, sci-fi. Whatever. It doesn't Whatever. matter. Um, and this was written by Edith Swenson. Has, does she and come back? I didn't check because, you know. Is she a one and done? Please tell me she's. Nope. She, she did the fourth sister. So this Ooh. makes sense now. This makes sense. And she also did when bad, she does when bad warlocks go good. And that's it. So we only see her for these three episodes in season one. So we know what to expect. Thank <laughs> <God>. <laughs> oh, 
This did air February 3rd, 1999. Ooh, spooky, scary. We're like literally doing it around its anniversary. Oh my gosh, yeah. February 4th, we are recording. I didn't, I'm like, why yeah. is she saying spooky, scary? But that's, that's crazy. Yeah, man. Wow. And you want me to be on medication? You see how I did that quick math? You wanted to be on drugs? Yes, yes, I did. did. (laughs) We're talking about um, spectrum (laughs) drugs. We don't know. (laughs) We don't know where where on that spectrum I belong. (laughs) No, I'm tiptoeing on so many. (laughs) It happens when I don't have the sword. Where are you? Hey, baby. Hi, baby. Hi. She's saying hey, baby to her sword, not her cat or her boyfriend. So we can just hop into this episode. All right. Do you have any Anything? No, I don't have anything. I'm really trying not to be distracted by your fur nephew, but he is being a bad little boy. Anyway, speaking of bad little boys... Phoebe has a man for literally everything. See, I can always bring it back to the show. You can. She has so, a man for everything. Phoebe uh, and Piper are in Quake. Mm-hmm. And Piper's in a park and her car has broken down and she's on the phone with Phoebe. And, and she's like, I ha- I used to date a mechanic. This is what you want to do. You want to get... And she just starts going over how to like jack... Well, change a tire. How do you also, like, also, how do you lose... So, Phoebe's trying to explain to her how to jack up the car. And Piper doesn't have the handle. How do you lose the handle? You a driving-ass person. I figured I've you would know that. I've never lost the handle. I don't know. I'm not a driving-ass person. Had plenty of flat tires going up and down Linden Boulevard, okay? <laughs> and a broken axle. <laughs> <laughs> But never uh, lost, never lost my handle. So she ends up using a wooden spoon as her handle. Which we knew wouldn't work. She was told it wouldn't work and still did it. Like, what did you, whatever. Doesn't work that's in breaks. She, I mean, that's how she lost the uh, the handle because she does dumb things. <laughs> so they tell her that if she's stranded, let's go, we'll meet you. Mm-hmm. And she's like, no, I have the power to freeze. I'm fine. I'm going to call the auto club. And my first thought here was, why didn't you call the auto club first? So pause, um, but not really a pause. She, when she does end up calling the auto club, she has to call information for that. And I just feel that like, as a young responsible woman in the nineties, no, I've, I've, I've had to text Jamal for the auto club. <laughs> y'all don't put that in y'all date book. <laughs> no. <laughs> God, what it's about on... safety? <laughs> now that I have it, what about safety? car warranty? It's on my window, <laughs> but I definitely used to text about like, so I've run out of gas, or <laughs> I've locked my keys in the car. Can you call Triple A? Because <laughs> I was like, all right, I'll give you not storing it because. Having to store numbers and phones back in the day was a pain in the ass because all the extra, like, like you have to type it and enter the name, and it's too much. It was mad work. Anyway, so I get not having it in the phone, but like, ma'am, 
you should have it in a date book. Like, well, typically God. they give you like a little, like it looks like a little credit card. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to keep that in your wallet, but I never did. <laughs> All right. Well, so I felt that. Shut me, shut that. me the fuck up. I was like, fuck, don't y'all bitches care about y'all safety? Apparently the fuck y'all don't. All right. <laughs> nope. Y'all just gonna get in the car with any old nope, fucking nope. body. Don't yep. have no numbers. Yo, that's so, felt that. that's so wild to me. Because like, I can't leave the house or like, well, I can leave the house without telling somebody because that's my favorite thing to do. I can't leave like the state without like, all right, here are my list of numbers. Here's how you can contact me. Here's everything. I always like have that ready to go and make it very accessible. Because you never know what could happen. And I mean, clearly, well. right? Clearly, we never know what can happen. Right. Bringing it back to the episodes. Look at you. Look at you. I'm learning. I'm learning. I'm learning. So she's on the phone with directory assistance and she sees Mm -hmm. something lurking in the bushes. Mm -hmm. And um, it's still lurking in the bushes. And her phone begins to crackle. Like you had perfect reception when you were on the phone with your sister. Mm -hmm. And now all of a sudden your phone starts to crackle. So her phone ends up dropping. And in the distance, in the middle of this park, is this random phone booth. And like, I'm trying to think of Prospect Park because I spent more time there than um, than Central Park. And no, I have just never happened upon a singular phone booth in the middle of a park. And it was so illuminated. Right? Like... Be, I mean, I just feel like to me that would have been a no no. Like, why is this red phone booth in the middle of the grass in the park illuminated? So she right. walks over to the phone and she starts to hear like twigs break and she's well, looking around. There's remember the scene is being cut, um, as well because we're going back and forth between right. Drew and uh Phoebe at Quake. So, um uh, Phoebe is, while this is all happening to Piper, Phoebe is also doing something foolish, uh. which is asking Prue for a job. And I just feel like neither one of them were honest with each other and themselves with this. And I feel like I understand that they're trying to be better sisters to each other and give each other room to grow and not be so judgmental. Because even though uh, Prue is extremely judgmental of Phoebe, Phoebe is also extremely judgmental of Prue. Right. And they're right. both trying to make sure that they're giving, like, they're trying to be nicer to each other to the detriment of, like, not to the detriment because it wasn't even that bad. It's just that, like, they should know better. But it result, yeah. I didn't know that Prue had hiring power, right? Like, they're trying to keep themselves out of bankruptcy. How are you just out here offering salaries and jobs and shit? Well, remember, they saved themselves. With that 2.8, they only needed two, and Prue got them that extra eight, remember? Oh, so Prue that extra is, eight went. Prue, I would, she's not an auctioneer, but Prue is a historian. Like, does she really have, like, HR hiring power? I mean, obviously, the fucking HR don't do shit because Rex and Hannah. A background and, check on Rex and Hannah. Um, <laughs> the home... Uh, Claire fucking Prue's new boss works for the bank. She fucking <laughs> doesn't. She doesn't know anything about running an she auction house. So like again, 
But why is the bank still involved too? They got their two point eight million. Mm. That's weird. It happens. Um. So so. <laughs> Prue ends up giving her the job after a lot of huffing and puffing and begging. Prue ends up giving her the job, and Phoebe's gonna start tomorrow, and they're gonna ride in together. I mean, it's cute sister banter. I would, um, I would let say the world work for me. I mean, she knows about computers, and that's a plus. That is a plus in 1999. She can type. Which is a plus it's in nineteen I understand. He's had like you... four jobs in the last twelve, and one of them was a psychic. No, and that's what I'm saying. That's what I, I said that earlier. Was a sex worker. I mean, I don't want to be the person who continuously calls up sex workers every episode, so I was climbing to be nice. Oh, to okay, Jesus. okay. Yeah, it down, why don't you? But no. Um, <laughs> That's what I was saying earlier. Like they're trying to repair their relationship without actually being honest with each other. Because if they really had an honest conversation with themselves and with each other, the Phoebe would not have had that job. No, exactly. That's what I'm. So like, uh, it's so stupid. It's so dumb. It's but stupid. Anyway, back to Piper, where I'm confused because you spent all last week. Oh, that was a really good catch that you missed. Um, you spent all last week. I was talking to myself. <laughs> Don't mind me. Um, you spent all last week practicing freezing to be shaken right now. You spent last week with the whole that whole ass fucking bartender. Um breaking shit for you to be like oh my god what do i do with this power now girl what's wrong with you, you well practice for this i you don't know practice. i think that's different though because quake is, i know i'm being i'm being overly judgmental yes you're being really overly judgmental like we're gonna give my girl some slack here she is in some random ass park all by herself and there's noises coming behind her and she's like fuck it's just the power of one I don't have sisters. I don't have the book of shadows memorized. I don't got nothing on a post-it note. Speaking of that, like y'all don't again, y'all don't carry protection spells in y'all pockets for moments like these. No, why would they? Why would they? Why would they? Like she don't keep triple A in her fucking phone book. She don't keep protection spells. You're right. You're right. So. These bitches do not believe in safety at all. <laughs> at she's hearing all. all these noises and she turns around. She doesn't see anything. She turns around again and she sees this large, hairy thing in the bushes and she runs into the phone box, which I guess is the safest place for her besides like running into the woods. So she runs into the phone box and she tries to start like dialing on the phone. This creature comes after her and is like hitting on the phone box. Piper screaming. The creature knocks over the box, begins to like scratch her. And then some random dude with a flare gun comes in and shoots at the creature. Mm-hmm. And then the creature runs away. And the um, guy the Piper. So that's a really great synopsis for that scene. I'm just going to give you my notes. I have nothing more to add. Just these little bits of comic relief. Um... <laughs> So Piper hears a snap and she does she does what all these girls do in the horror movie. They look back and stop. They look back and stop. You don't stop. 
You do not stop. You keep it pushing till you get to safety. You keep it pushing till you get to safety. What's wrong with you? Um, <laughs> and Piper gets scratched through all this, and it is the most pitiful CGI, special effects, whatever you want to call it. It's just bad. It literally looks like somebody dipped three fingers, like oh, wait, three yeah. fingers in red paint and just put it on her forearm. Right. And I was like, we're supposed to be, this is, okay. It was cool. very it was, cool. Yeah, it was, it was weird. I mean, but her acting was good. She played it off. I was like, <laughs> oh my God. I believe that you Wrong scared, girl. I right, believe that right. you scared. Yeah. I felt that. I felt that. So we got the opening credits right mm-hmm. after this. And I got. Oh, oh, actually, before you do that, we I have been a bad co-host and I forgot to do the summary. So and I think it's a good place to pin that because <laughs> <laughs> seeing how the DVD wrote the summary compared to Peacock. This lets you know where we're going to go with this fucking episode, guys. Okay, okay. <clears throat> so, Peacock says, a beast attacks Piper, and he goes on a stakeout with an FBI agent who is also attacking the beast. I mean, hunting the beast, excuse me. The DVD says, when a hideous supernatural creature attacks Piper, she begins to make a strange transformation. Prue and Phoebe must save her by vanquishing the beast. But at night, in the woods, how will they know if it's the creature or it's Piper? All right. So absolutely no mention of the B-plot of Prue and Phoebe working together. And that's what you know how the B-plot goes, right? Like I feel ah. like whoever did these 1999 DVD plots was just putting it all into it <laughs> but like you you put more than you you're all into it you put like the entire the story. whole <laughs> yeah and then some <laughs> like what like what if somebody was like hey i got you this and they just like read the back and now they know everything they don't even didn't watch that fucking <laughs> dvd oh that's so sad but like just how dramatic the DVD summary is. That's how, like, this and you know what? episode is just so dramatic. It feels like a soap opera, and it I will does. let you know. And I will let you know why when we get there. So, okay, I think I'm. I think I'm picking up what you're putting down. All right, so we get it's. Uh, you can. What was your post credit scene? So the my post credit song was. Um, Dang it, I lost it again. It was by Jewel, and it was down so long. Okay, so I had Jody May. Oh, what a day. I'm sorry. I know. It's it's, no disrespect to you, Jody May. I'm just trying to jazz it up, you know. I I just feel like you would have been jamming with me with Jewel. I would have, but... I was like, is that Jewel I hear? Oh. <laughs> now, let me tell you something. I, used to be a Jew- I had Jewel's book of poems. I know what the fuck she was talking about, little eighth grade me, 
but I had you in the book of poems. Um, all I remember about her book of poems were, and again, I guess this is the AKA, the Wendigo, AKA the book of poems. <laughs> <laughs> they kill you with poetry. Um, <laughs> The only thing I knew about her book of poetry was that, like, she was some homeless girl who was living in her car and yep. wrote poems to, like, get her through. And I was like, you know what? Sometimes you got to write poetry to get you through. Right. And I right. looked at that. And it was a horrible book. <laughs> it was so bad. But you got to do what you got to do, right? Like, it was bad for me, but it was, you know, therapeutic and cathartic for her. So it was a bestseller, yo. And I'm not. So, I mean, Whoa, she whoa, whoa, win. whoa, whoa. You got two bathrooms, ho. You got two bathrooms. What you talking about? You rich, I have, bitch. I have three and a half in this house. And then. Wow, three and a half in this house. In this house. You heard that? In this house. Okay. Okay. But she's rich. I'm fucking recording this on shitty ass Wi-Fi from the fits of fucking hell. But that's on the, also on the li- I live in the swamp. My neighbors probably don't have Wi-Fi. Look. I live on the fucking Nexus. We're gonna keep it. We're gonna keep it in Charmland. I live on the fucking Nexus, and you over here. Hold on, hold on. Let me tell you how broke my town is, and no offense to my town, because God, I love y'all taxes. But when we had, um, like, when they closed the schools for COVID. Parents would take their kids and drop them off in front of the school to give them access to their Wi-Fi. That's why my Wi-Fi is great, because nobody can afford Wi-Fi. Okay? Okay. That's why my Wi-Fi is great on a Friday night. Wow. Um, you highfalutin' ass hussy. Gosh. <laughs> I'm oh. just saying. I'm just... They, they had to roll out Wi-Fi buses in the really bad areas to give kids Wi-Fi. So, like... There's a reason why I have three and a half bathrooms in the swamp, okay? <laughs> Speaking of people who have a nice house with multiple bathrooms. <laughs> <laughs> the hospital Ooh. that Piper's in. Nah, yo. I'm over here. This, you know, you look at road 3G-ish. And... <laughs> You over here talking about your multiple ass bathrooms in this property. Fuck you. <laughs> Fucking hoe. Anyway. So Piper. Some, somebody the else hospital. was struggling. Meet Piper. Fuck. She got multiple bathrooms in the manor, don't they? Don't they got like at least two? They got one with but no She's tub. currently struggling. She has fucking somebody's nasty ass finger art on her forearm. Ew, could you just imagine like the dirt <laughs> that's in her scars? Oh, exactly. Oh. <laughs> it probably smelled too. So um, Piper's in the hospital and Prue and Phoebe are like, oh my God, but Andy's already there. Which I is a really first. like this. I like this. It's a very good callback to the pilot. Um, and it is because remember in the pilot, Phoebe fell off the bike and Andy was in the hospital. And when Prue came, she was like, I'm looking for my sister. Yeah. So it's a very, oh, you're like, what the fuck are you talking about? I'm like, what? Okay. Yeah. But you're right. You're right. You're right. Look, I'm old. It's it's an amazing callback to the pilot. So I love that. And I love that it's different because he's like, yeah, man, of course I'm here. She's, She's like my sister. sister to me. 
And I'm just like, don't see the down, only ho. inspector. You the only inspector in this bitch, huh? He either not working or I I don't know like why is it always you Andy? always it don't matter what <laughs> time of day it is it is Andy because he's like Lieutenant of... Kenda except he don't solve nothing ooh Papa Joe Kenda mm, Papa Joe <laughs> so they call him Papa the... Joe so I call him Papa Joe it's weird I can't call him Papa Joe I I can't call him Papa Joe I can't. <laughs> You you're pushing it. Um, <laughs> so I feel like it's Papa, but it rhymes like Kappa. So Kappa Joe, Papa Joe. Mm, no, no, can't do it. Can't do it. The most you're going to get out of me is Dandy, Daddy Andy, and that's because he's a fake cop. Yo, when we eventually go to video my Lanta. Like you're not gonna have me out here. No Papa Joe. Mm-mm. I'd be watching them episodes like mm, it'd be a black person on there, I'd be like, mm, is that really why you thought he was a suspect? Mm, it'd be making me uncomfortable. It'd be making me uncomfortable. Man. Oh, Jason wasn't on that episode. Um. <laughs> All right. So, <laughs> so. Yo, guys, can you tell that we don't like this episode because, like, anything else but this episode? Ah, <laughs> it had its moment. So it did. It did. I didn't. Mm, we'll get there when we get there. We'll get there when we get there. So Phoebe's fine. She needs a. This Fruit. is the first I mean, time um, in multiple cage. Sorry. Um, this is the first time in multiple occasions that you're going to hear the term AB negative. Okay? Ooh, child. Piper is AB negative. Andy is AB negative. Just remember that. Everybody is AB negative. So Prue doesn't need stitches. They just cleaned her up. Piper. God damn. Piper doesn't need <laughs> stitches. They just cleaned her up. Um, she does need a transfusion, but she's concerned about getting a transfusion. Why? Because she's AB negative. And if it's rare, it could be a problem. Apparently. Whatever. I guess. So she was supposed to follow up with her doctor and she needs to keep it dry and just some aspirin. They don't even give her like good drugs. It's not home with aspirin. Like, nah, Please. I want some good drugs. <laughs> okay. Like, she should have. I mean, nah, they weren't going to give her morphine. Not a morphine. She, she... Can I get like a Vicodin? Mm, I don't know. Does she can she afford Viking? I mean, she's just an assistant. Well, you know, Prue took the forms and signed them. I was like, Prue, don't sign nothing. Don't see you make money. She's a chef. What are y'all doing? Don't sign nothing. Grandma taught you well. Grandma taught you well. I don't want to be in nobody's amber lamps. <laughs> they didn't understand why she didn't use her powers to freeze him. And she was like, Well, I was in the phone booth and my because powers don't work outside of the room right. I'm in. So, so the guy who has the flare gun ends up at the hospital. So this is the first time like we see him. I don't think he ends up a, at the hospital. I think he followed her to the hospital. Yeah, because that's not creepy at all. He saved her life. Yeah, whatever. And then, okay. This is a weird... Okay, there are many things that Billy... If that's what his name is. There are many things that Billy did in this episode... That was weird. But him following her to the hospital 
after he saved her life is not one of them. Maybe because he was so weird about the situation later on, I'm looking back on this as like suspect. At first I thought it was cute, but there's an, a scene that happens like a couple of scenes later. And I was just like, you're creepy. I mean, it's the nineties men were creepy. I mean, they're still creepy. Have you not watched TikTok? Yes, but I feel like the creep level in 1999 and the creep level in 2022, while they are still similar, 99 was a wild time. I will just say that, okay? Okay. Oh my gosh, he was so weird. So, and then, so they're talking about like the fact that Billy saved his life and he's still there. So Andy's like, you know, I want to talk to you about it. Like, Mm-hmm. How did you know that you you were gonna have to use a flare gun? Like what brought? Like why would you come to the park with a flare gun? And I mean, then, why wouldn't you come to the park with a flare gun? You're weird too. Billy lights a cigarette. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. In the hospital. So that's so we're gonna pause it there. That was so fucking heavy handed with the what they did. Like God, if that was a PSA for smoking kills. Okay, guys? Smoking is bad. Cigarettes all bad. Okay, people? I'm sorry. I'm sorry, though. But do you remember <laughs> growing up? This is your brain. This is your brain this on drugs. Exactly. <laughs> yes. I always wanted I'm to be happy like... I have the sorks. I, just... ah. I always wanted to be like, that looks kind of cool, though. Can I have some crack? I never wanted to say that out loud, but like, Watching like two eggs like sizzling sunny side up. Like, what does that feel like in your head? Right. I was like, that seems like a trip that I might want to go on at least once. I didn't You do will <laughs> not make me do a spit take on this damn podcast. <laughs> we are 31 minutes in. We're doing good had, though. We're doing good. We're doing phenomenal. But I've had to like pause, swallow aggressively so I wouldn't do a spit take. I mean, but there's you, no video, so that's fine. Yeah, I've but already done it. All... It like dribbled down, <laughs> so it's fine. No, I meant like a full audible spit take because I would have edited it out. No, I'd have been like, "Ew, girl," and I would have just taken it out. You're fine. You're fine. No, normally I am the one who says stuff out of left field, but this episode, you are, you are something else, madam. You are on fire. I mean, but seriously, though, like, did that stop you from the only thing I think any of those don't don't do drugs, don't smoke cigarettes is the ones where that woman was talking out her her neck. And I was like, I will. (laughs) You got me there, buddy. (laughs) That was the only thing. When the guy was in the shower and he had to like you have to cover your hole. <laughs> God, not funny. God forgive me. I know I'm going to hell. I know, I know I'm going. I'm going. I just want my ride to be like comfortable. All right, please. I know, I know. You cracking two eggs sizzling. <laughs> you cracking two eggs in a pan perfectly sizzling. I might want to take that trip. Talking through a hole in your neck. Nah, I am good. Ooh, not ooh in a good way, but like the new ones are <clears throat> if you want to um, cook a Thanksgiving dinner for 
your family start cooking in October because you won't, that's like, that's how long it's going to take you because you're that tired and you can't move your body. See, that wouldn't bother me too much. Speaking of not moving your body, this is why Billy. I was just going to say though, like, do you remember the chewing tobacco one where that dude ain't had no jaw? Because you don't always die from, like, first of all, why would they make it a bop? Why would they make it a bop? And it, why would you make it a bop and then expect me to be and take that shit seriously? Cause you don't always die from tobacco. Like, why would you make it a bop? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We are horrible people. We are horrible people. But all I could think of is like when she when he had the cigarette. All I could think of this is your brain. This is your brain on drugs. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely the message they wanted us to have. But, like, you didn't have to be so heavy-handed with it. Like, it's so and we will get to that man. again. When it, we will right. get to that again. Because, all right, if this was fucking Mad Men, you, I would understand. Because when Don had his third baby, spoiler alert, I guess, he was in the fucking hospital smoking up. And then, like, some other man was in the hospital smoking up because it was the Mad Men era. It's 1999. Who the fuck is smoking in a hospital? It was just so weird. Who was doing that? Who was literally, like, for real, for real, who's doing that? Who was doing that? Who the fuck do you think you are? Like, who? And that's where Billy lost me. And that was the first I'm, one. That was, that was strike one. Like, I'm like, ooh, I'm so sorry that you're, okay, and this is where I'm trying to bring us back, but then you stop me, because, like, <laughs> I'm going to bring you back. So, he Billy's, basically says that he was there at the, when Piper got attacked. He was on Lake Michigan. He was No, not yet, not yet. <laughs> he was there because he had heard of the murder the night before. And he was like the creature. And Andy and Andy was like the creature. And Billy was like, yup. And Piper was like, yup, it was a creature. Mm-hmm. The creature. The creature. The creature. Right. <laughs> and so then this agent Fallon walks in and she ugh. I already didn't like her. I didn't like her short haircut. I didn't like her long jacket, like she just bothered me. All right, so we will get there. So, <clears throat> Jocelyn Seagrave played O'Fallon. We know Jocelyn from VIP, Nothing. which we mentioned on this podcast a few episodes ago. So very weird. Uh, wings with the uh, Deborah Messing and some people. I'm I'm not going through wings for you guys, but Deborah Messing was in Wings. Was she in Wings? I think she was in the later season of Wings. Oh, yeah, because it's Stephen Weber, Tim Daly. God, you love me some Stephen Weber. Mm. Mm, Stephen Weber. He. Um, I know you're watching Mom, and he pops up on Mom. I know. I know. Okay, yeah, you got to it. See, I do have um, to watch Mom from the beginning. But he does pop up to it. And I was like, how are you like, like, no matter what you play in, you're just You're still Steven Weber. Fuck. Yeah, man. This is a Steven Weber, like, fan account. Mm. 
And whatever that guy's name is on Sons and Arnarchy, that's going to be on Power, the Book of Tommy, the Book of Chicago, whatever like that. He is fine too. I just want to throw it out there. Cool, cool, cool. So also, <laughs> um, Jocelyn was on Guiding Light and Days of Our Lives. And, and that is Billy, a lot. Billy, played by Billy Jane, was on Silver Spoons, wow. 21 Jump Street, Days of Our Lives, The Bernie Mac Show, and United States of Tara. So... Days of our lives. Days of our lives. Okay. I see this, uh, the soap opera feel. You got two. I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. You got two soap opera ass acting bitches and they gave you some soap opera ass acting. Uh, And even the way she walked in was like soap opera, like dun, dun, dun. (laughs) Look, is back. She's coming to take your man. Like, all right, all right. All right, simmer down. Simmer down. Because he does the pudding episode of Supernatural, I, I want to say that he was working with the cards he was dealt because O'Fallon is, is such like a heavy... I imagine you call her O'Fallon. It's just valid. Why did I get... Whatever, O'Fallon's is a bar somewhere. <laughs> O'Fallon's is a bar. O'Fallon's is a bar. <laughs> oh my gosh. Shut up. We're not gonna bring up my problems anymore. Yeah, yourself. Shut your ass up. Anyway, um, <laughs> she just gives you this soap opera ass energy, and it's just like, "Hi, I'm Fallon." Right, Piper, Prue, Phoebe Hallowell, Special Agent Fallon of the FBI. Like, ew. Yeah. Okay, nobody cares. And like Billy, with the lighting of the cigarette in the hospital. It's like, yeah, I'm a bad boy. And it's like, no, no you're, you're dumb. Right. You're stupid. Right. Like, again, you are not Don Draper. I know he doesn't exist yet, but that type of man existed. You're not him. No, You'll never be him. No. So <sighs> they end up describing what the creature looks like. They call it a cross between werewolf and Charles Manson. It has yellow eyes, talent-like hands. Fallon ends up pulling Andy away to tell Andy that uh, Piper was the only one to survive the attack. Um, mm-hmm. And then we find out the night before that the guy that they found did not have his heart. And apparently this um, creature also killed in Chicago and New Orleans. And so Andy sent for the coroner reports for those things. And then Fallon's like, clearly... This ain't your shit. This is mine. Okay. And I'm just like, ew, we doing this? Like, do we always have to do the whole, like, FBI pissing on cops thing? Yes. It was weird. So she says that the perp is neither animal or human. And Andy's like, okay, he don't really care. And he's like, She's well, like, you not, what? you not pressed? I thought you would have, I thought you would have said something. Like, shit, it was, you bitch. Uh, it's You're Andy. so, like... And I mean, I get that, and I guess, to be fair, to be fair, to be fair, <clears throat> most cops would have said something had she, because this sounds like foolishness. This sounds like mumbo jumbo. Let's be honest. They would have called Piper, they would have called Piper hysterical. 
Right. You're and right. So the fact that everybody's just like, yep, this makes sense. Yeah. 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 She should be like, huh? Okay. But the way she's acting is like, tone it down, bitch. I can smell your pussy juice. Right. It was like, again, very heavy handed. So we end up, the scene ends up cutting back to Piper, Phoebe, Prue, and Billy. And Prue asked Billy, how did he know to use a flare gun? And he's like, well, it's afraid of fire. And we find out that Billy attacked him and his- Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me set the scene. Let me set the fucking scene. You got this. All right. So me and Laura, my fiance, we were camping in Lake Michigan. And I grabbed a log from the fire and it scampered off, but not before. Ripping Laura's heart out. I've been hunting it ever since. And seeing. You gotta I love that. I love that. You gotta do the part where he was like, it took out Laura's heart. It might have taken mine too. Oh, like, not that gay shit. All right. All right. And that put a pause in that, right? Because remember what he said. He is. Ew, okay, I know. I, I, I'm on your track. I'm on your track. I you? Okay. Okay. Chugga, chugga. Chugga, chugga. So the next scene is the at the manor. They're in the kitchen. Piper brought the book, which is this the first time that the Book of Shadows is out of the attic? Because it's at the kitchen no. table. I feel like they bring the Book of Shadows out. But I think this may be like the, I don't think this is the first time. Okay. But this is like, this could be like the second or third. Okay. But my note for this scene was, ew, what the fuck are you eating, sis? What is it, that? What is it that? Looked like, it looked like what? oatmeal that didn't have enough like milk or anything in it. It looked like. But it was. It looked like gruel is what it looked like. Or like it cream looked, of wheat, but you didn't put, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it looked like But one it of was those. gray. It was gray, sis. Gray. It was I, gruel. And it was, like, boiling over, and I was just like, if I and then like at one point now, I'm good. At one point, like, she was taking it out, and, like, half of it, like, It was broke. like... It's so, okay, so and I it stayed in the shape that it broke into. <laughs> I do have the script. It is oatmeal. It is written in the scene as oatmeal. <laughs> Y'all are nasty. That shit is gross. I definitely said ew, prison food. Because mm. that's what it looked like. It do look no like offense. that. It do look like that. So Prue is telling Piper she needs to leave it alone and let Andy and the FBI agent handle it. But you know how Which, the power. I don't like that. I don't like this at all. Because this doesn't make any sense. It doesn't. It, it doesn't. It genuinely doesn't. Because and the power of three, you know, nah. She was like, I know I was meant to be involved in this. So, no. Yeah, because she, she says, like, we're meant to save an in, we're meant to save the innocent. And if the innocent is Piper, we're good. And it's kind of like, one, when has evil ever been like, I tried and I failed, but I'm not going to try again? Like, she not dead. It's like they're gonna come for her. And why would and, you let Andy handle it? Like 
This man is stupid. He is Wait. a man. <laughs> this makes no sense. Like, what do you fucking, like... And something attacked your sister. You don't want... That was, that was really weird of Prue, because I feel like... Exactly. Right, it doesn't make any sense. But she was worried about her oatmeal, so we're going to give it to her for that. She was worried about the oatmeal. Not that nasty-ass fucking oatmeal. <laughs> Not that shit. Uh-uh. So Phoebe mm-hmm. comes to the kitchen, and she looks very cute. Very, very professional. And I was like, did she tailor this in, like, the two hours that she had to get ready for work? <laughs> it was a very cute outfit. And I was like... I mean, it's Prue's, so... I know, but when you... So in a later scene, you see them walking into Buckland's, and Prue mm-hmm. doesn't look as cute as Phoebe. I mean, like, what happened to all the I, cute outfits that she bought a couple weeks ago? Girl, girl, we're not. That episode is over. We I'm recorded sorry. it already. God. <laughs> so, so Piper is trying to like. I love that we are. We bring it back together the same way. Piper is adamant in like trying to hunt this thing down rightfully so this thing attacked you and you you a victim baby you a victim no benson so like we need you to get your like your revenge or get make you feel safe and i guess they all they technically all agree piper very like what's the word i'm looking for begrudgingly so agrees that she won't do anything unless they can do it together. And I guess that's as sisterly as I'm going to get for this episode because it just started off so weird. Like, why wouldn't Prue be as adamant to stop this thing as Piper? Like, granted, you weren't attacked, but it attacked your sister. It, it attacked the power of three. I can see that. Yeah, it was weird. Um, So when Phoebe and Piper leave, Piper does find a page in the Book of Shadows and sees that the creature is called a Wendigo. Well, before that, um, Phoebe stays behind and is like, oh my God, I'm so nervous. And I don't want to like embarrass Prue at work. Like, what if I make a mistake and it, make, it makes her look bad or something like that? And it's super cute. And she was like, uh, she's like, there's a reason my resume is only three sentences Three sentences long, long and that makes no sense. We we just came from an episode where apparently she was juggling multiple jobs because she had three to jobs. So my note was so the three jobs, three sentences. That's what it has to so be. Like, like you clearly aren't that articulate on the computer because why is your resume garbage? New York is her only experience, man. She never and I would feel like New York experience versus like coming over to where they are would have done wonders. Like I don't. <sighs> They write her character so, like, on Unevenly. one hand, you have her being this strong, and you need to come back here with a warrant, and then it's like, oh, my God. And then last episode, it was, I had to juggle all these jobs because I had a deadbeat as a boyfriend, and now my resume is only three sentences, which is why I skipped it, because I didn't know what it means. But I like the uh, the sister moment. Because I did I like the sister like, moment. Which is why I brought it up. You mean? Oh, gosh. gosh. She's like, you're one of the smartest people I know, blah, 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 blah. And she's like, you really mean it? And she's like, and no. Okay, anyway. No. So <laughs> You didn't mean it. You, you... She got other things to worry about. 
her, her arm got three nasty ass infected <laughs> scratches on it that itch and we all know phoebe is not the brightest she's just lying to get her to move you know what you did you get your jimmy johns i took in my jimmy johns okay just making sure because you were very mean just now god it's the truth so anyway Wow, so I can now understand now. what you were saying in like episodes three and four where I was just ripping Phoebe a new one all the time. I mean, but are we really going to be like, oh yeah, Phoebe's the smartest person I know when Prue, who can sit here and be like, oh, look at this look at this artifact of candy that was from the 1940s and only white women chewed it on the right side of their mouth because they chewed it on the right side of their mouth, that meant that they were a whore. Like, nah, get out of here. No, I understand completely. <laughs> what I'm just saying is when I went on similar rants in earlier episodes, you would be like, why are you like this? What's going on? And now that you're like on the same wavelength as me, it's just like, it's so cute. You're like, ah. Because I feel like in the early episodes, I feel like they were trying to like flesh out, you know, her coming from New York and trying to find her footing. But like, mm-hmm. bitch, it's been months. This is episode like, 12. <laughs> go work at a smoothie shop like do something like yeah. something like even she could have stayed a psychic and that made sense to me like mm-hmm. I mean don't go stalking people and like popping your pussy in front of their wife like <laughs> that, made, that made sense like it has been months and you have done absolutely nothing nothing and then come to find out that like you were in New York and you were multiple, make, working multiple jobs. You just don't want work. Yeah. But speaking of work, the city contracts out to Bucklands? Like, we just won't say anything in the script and call that call it a day. I guess. Because I just feel like, I don't know. This is probably just me being nitpicky, but it just sounded it's so weird. And to give context of what I'm talking about, um, Prue and Phoebe are at Buckland's and they're doing it and they're cataloging. And Phoebe asks, well, what's this all about? And Prue was pretty much like, oh, every year the auction house, the city puts on an auction, blah, 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 blah. Why is your face like that? Because we know that's not true. Because you know that the cops, you know what? It is probably true. The cops are like, we we don't want no lamps. You already took the money in the crack. So let's give the auction house. Why, shit why did I ask you what, what that face was? Because that was literally the question I was asking without asking that question. Because that's what I was like, the city contracts out to Bucklands? That was <laughs> literally what I was. Did shit. They that's what I was. That's what I was asking without being so like, "Hey, I still want to keep my job about it." <laughs> they already t- I mean, but this is a this is a fictional show, right? Mm-hmm. And think about it, Morris again is not in this episode. How Morris is always on like some trip or something like that. You want to know why? Because he's going into the back. Getting the unclaimed asset seizure. Wow. So well, so to be fair, to bring that, thank you for saying that point. So what happens is every year, and it's only this auction only happens once a year. Uh, they do this auction, and whatever doesn't get purchased at auction gets tossed. So like, gets tossed, get embezzled. 
embezzle? Did you see? Why would you toss it? Like, okay, because we we end up moving into like she's going through the lots, and the next one is a gold bracelet, right? Mm-hmm. With the initials T and L. Right. But even before we get into that, so if you have like gold bracelets, are we really throwing this stuff out? Like, why are we not donating it or something like that? Why are we talking embezzle? Embezzle? Like, I don't know why I have to keep saying this. I, I can't wait until I have my long hair again so I can do the whole whip and be like, embezzle? Because you know what's going to happen so much on this fucking show. You know? So- I mean, literally, it just happened with Rex and Hannah. That's all they were doing. So going back to the bracelet, it's a gold bracelet. It's estimated $375. Phoebe has already claimed dibs if nobody wants it. And I want to bring- I know that bracelet was ugly. That bracelet was ugly. It did not look like no $375. It looked like them clear bracelets that you get that you like have in the back of like the jewelry box for too long and it starts to tarnish. That's what it looked like. So like the band was kind of cute. The pendant looked- like garbage it looks ever this is a horrible comparison but it looks like a tiffany band with a pandora charm no because i definitely spent a pretty penny on a 14 carats pandora charm so i can't even say that it looks like a clear's charm all right all right fine i was saying in auction terms but okay okay so She's going to go, so Prue's going to go and do some more work. Phoebe's like, I'm going to get your mid-morning coffee. She ends up, as Prue is walking towards the door, Phoebe picks up the gold bracelet and has a premonition of a car driving off a cliff, and the bracelet falls out the car. And my question is, how did we not anticipate this? How do we know? If he really loved me, I say a prayer with every heart. Okay, um, because they're stupid. I definitely meant how didn't you know, but I love how the real song came out. Anyway, <laughs> um, <laughs> like, it just, I just don't understand how this wasn't something that we anticipated. Like, and I know, and like, whole scene was stupid. Not even, I'm gonna let you get it off. Because now we're gonna, I'm gonna take you back to like when they were, in Buckland, in Bucklands, in Quake, when she was like, oh, yeah. And with my premonition power, I can save you trips to the water cooler to get all the gossip. So you already knew that your premonitions would be an issue or would come up while you're working here. You didn't think it was going... Like, you see? I'm, this is me putting on my Dr. Umar hat. You see how people don't keep that third eye open? You work it at an auction house and you don't anticipate that people, that these things that pop up at the auction came there through nefarious ways. You don't believe that? You don't think that's going to happen? You don't think that these nefarious ways are going to trigger your premonition, sis? You don't think? Nah. You wouldn't think that, would you? <laughs> I didn't like this scene. I'm gonna move on. So, of course, Phoebe's like, this is what I'm supposed to do. I have to figure out who it is. We can't sell this, right? And Claire walks in and Claire was like, oh my God, this bracelet, it's gonna sell. And Phoebe's like, what are we gonna do? All you gotta do 
Like I understand it's unclaimed assets, but all Prue had to do was I was running it just to make sure of something and it popped up. Like the way they go about making sure that they get this bracelet is so stupid. And we will get there when we get there. We will get there when we get there because I am annoyed. It was bullshit. Bull yeah, anyway. So the next scene is at Quake. <laughs> you want to take this? Go ahead. No, no, you could do it. I, I, I actually, it. yeah. Do your read the uh, summary of this scene because okay. I just want to go. I just want to do my notes. That's okay, what we okay. gonna do. You will do the summary, and I'm gonna give you my notes. Okay, okay. So Piper and Billy are talking about the Wendigo. Um, Piper lets him know that it looks like a normal person during the day, but it transforms at night and it feeds off of human hearts. And she's like, according to my information, it was a mortal who was betrayed by his lover or the first one to go was a mortal who was betrayed by his lover. So in return, he cut out her heart and ate it because men ain't shit and are crazy. Mm -hmm. Go back to dream sorcerer and all this other stuff. Mm -hmm. But remember the first Wendigo was a mortal who was betrayed by his lover and he decided to cut out her heart and eat it because, you know, you don't cheat back. We just A, B, C, D, E, F, J, K, I, P on your car and all that shit. Whatever. Girl, girl, you already know women get their lick back. Women get their lick back. Men, they unalive you. I'm just saying. Like, like how do we go investigation from investigation discovery? I'm going to full... take your, but not even cut your heart out, but cut your heart out and eat it. Yeah, I don't understand why you surprised by this. I don't understand why you surprised by a man unaliving his shoddy, taking out her heart and devouring it like you didn't go to the museum of murder. See, but the museum of murder wasn't even like that. The museum, guys, I cannot, unless you like really like gratuitous, just blood and shit like that, I cannot recommend the Museum of Murder in New Orleans. It was just gratuitous intestines everywhere. It was a lot. But anyway, and we talked about this before, but no. Um Yeah, the reason why I said that is because like in the Museum of Murder that I went to in LA, there's one where like there was an exhibit where they cut up this man and they eat him. And it's like, yeah, yeah I, didn't, I didn't get that. Mm -mm. Yeah, no. yeah, 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 yeah. So like, <laughs> like people, men eating things they, they're not supposed to. Come on, come on, come on. It's so, uh, so apparently after he eats her heart, his, his own heart, heart turns to ice. Because he got an ice box. Sorry, 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 sorry. <laughs> I'm so cold. I'm so cold. I'm so cold. So, like, oh, God. So, the next thing is so they're still talking about it. And he's like, Billy's like, so does it take love from others? Or is that why did it, it went after you? Like, are you in love? And Piper says, no. No. Hella quick. She shut that shit down quickly. Like, no. And I'm like, Leo just left. I mean, you know what? I, I guess, like, Leo wasn't around long enough for her to, like, love 
or like start falling for him like that. But like the way she said no so quickly was just like, damn girl, all right, gosh. Right? Like, and Billy's just like, well, damn, I thought that was the case because you know what happened with me. And no, not even that. He was like, oh, because you're so beautiful. It's like, "Mm, all right. So, and then he says the most, he said lie, he got, I know we gave him one red flag, but this is where two and three came in this one line. In this one line. This one line. He was like, you remind me of my ex-fiance. You remind like you, me of the girl. <laughs> you went there and I was like, she died. Her name was April. <laughs> I, was, dude, uh... This is what happens when <laughs> you see, you start your week off in Broadway. Everything's going <laughs> to be a fucking musical. AZT break. Um, you just said in the hospital that like he could have just he might as well just have killed me by killing my fiance, and now you over here at lunch. <laughs> you at lunch about how you just so beautiful. You remind me. So like, am I like gonna be like her stand-in now? Like, are you just using me for my skin? What's happening? You're gross. Like I said, flags two and three right here. It was, it bothered me. He also said the line, you have a PhD in Windigo. And no, I don't like that either. Like it's, it's very smart. He went from like, I'm going to kill this because it killed my love to very smarmy. Yes. And I just so she's like Piper's like I'm gonna tell Andy about this and he's like no let's talk to O'Fallon because she knows more and it's like but I know Andy so I'm gonna talk to who I know you can she's talk like, to who she's you been know so great to me ever since Lauren she's already a believer all right she gonna all right you gonna this is how you right. die but okay right. make sure. And as um she Andy calls her and is just like, Hey, I'm checking on you and it's like that's so cute, I guess. Whatever. You were there at the hospital and you know Piper's dumbass won't stay home because, you know, why would she? <laughs> and he, she tells him that like, oh, Billy's on her way, on his way to like the office, to the FBI office to see Agent O'Fallon, and like, why wouldn't you just tell him right then and there, because he's there. But it is what it is. Piper tells Andy that Billy is on his way to go see Agent Fallon because he has a theory on the attacks. And why and so- are you not taking credit for your work, sis? Right? Why you are you not taking it? You did all of the work. It's your intel, per my note. <laughs> right? He did all of the work. And then Andy's just being really, really sweet to her. Rest up, okay? And stay out of dark, scary places. Aww. All right. So we then go to where Andy is. And Andy is at the police station. And he's sitting. And Agent Fallon is sitting behind him. Behind them. Yeah. This was weird. This whole scene. It just got weirder and weirder and weirder. So yeah. 
Billy, Annie tells him that Billy's on the way to the office because he has some information. And she gets really excited, like, yeah, I got to go. You seem pretty familiar with the witness. And she's like, yeah, because I dated her he, sister. sister. Yeah. And she gets excited. Dated? Yeah. Past tense? Why do and you care is my note. Like, why do you... You're too invested. And it's kind of like, do you care, like, because you want to date him? Like, are we supposed to care... That, are we supposed to believe as the audience that you're like sexually attracted to him and <laughs> that you want, like you're trying to boink him? Is that what we're supposed to do? Cause she definitely, and like, you know, nothing wrong with it, but she definitely gives off like, come fuck you know me. How, like, what? She, what? She gives off, come fuck me right now. Like I will fuck you in the squad room on top no, of the desk she gives in front off of everybody. Nineties like lesbian. Because she has a short haircut, you fucking sexist bitch. No, but like, also, like, so there's another scene where she's like walking with Andy and like she's wearing like really padded shoulders. I don't remember if you remember like the oh, think about friends and how they used to like dress up, um, Susan. Yeah. Damn. We've come a long way. <laughs> Not even just that, it's also kind of like she's an FBI agent, so she's supposed to be like tough and boxy. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I'm a bad bitch. And it's like, all right. Looks like she's still, like, she definitely looks like Miranda from Sex and the City, like season one Miranda. But remember, they thought season one Miranda was a lesbian too? I mean,. <laughs> and just like that, she's still a lesbian. I don't know. I'm not caught up on the show because I'm not trying to have my blood pressure like spike You know up. who she reminds me of? And I couldn't remember I said she reminded me of somebody I couldn't place it. She reminds me of Jodie Foster in True Lies. You mean Jamie Lee Curtis in True Lies? Jamie Lee Curtis? Jamie Lee Curtis. My bad. Jamie Lee Curtis, True Lies. Like don't, where I'm no, trying to no, be sexy no, or I'm no, trying to be sexy but no. I'm not. No, yes. no. As much as I've seen True Lies, the scene where she's doing the set, like the strip tease. Yes, that's exactly what I'm talking about. But that scene was actually kind of hot. She was so I, okay. No, so I have. She was very awkward. Body. She's very right. awkward in that scene. And she was yes. trying to be like sexy, and I feel like that's no. what this agent is giving off. Like I'm but trying she's... to be sexy. But there's a difference. Jamie Lee Curtis. Was trying to was awkward, trying to be sexy and still sexy. This bitch, what's her <laughs> name? Jocelyn. No, no, she looking kicked out of the cabaret. Get the fuck out of here. Get out of here. No, <laughs> she was definitely trying to be. It was definitely awkward, but in the other way. Where like, don't do Jamie Lee Curtis like that. No, 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 no. no. That's what it felt like. Like they were trying to do like true. No, lies. I understand. I understand what you're saying, but like, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm replaying that scene in my head as we speak. That was it a guy. Ninety four. That was a family movie. That was a, definitely a family movie. Like that my mom. Movie. I'm talking about it was a family movie for oh, my oh. family. Your mom, it's the weirdest things what your mom would let you 
watch <laughs> versus what she put in. Like, so Fallon tells Andy that she wouldn't want a lovesick cop on her hands, especially if that's what the creature was after. And How do you know that? How do you know? I mean, Annie says, like, well, what makes you think that that's what it is? And Fallon's like, well, do you have a better explanation of why it rips out the heart? And he's like, yeah, I've done the research. I've gone over the coroner's reports and all of the victims were AB negative. And she was like, chosen by blood type? That's a new one. And the fact that you've been on this case for this long and don't know that at the very least is like red flag. Red then flag. Then he also comes... Then he also comes with the fact that, like, they're all killed in threes. It always happens around a full moon. So the night before, the night after, the night of. And we know that it's a full moon now because the night before somebody was murdered, Piper would have been the second person, but she got away. So we now know that this Wendigo was going to attack tonight. And it's just like... And what's... Okay, so my note... With Andy, like... (laughs) No, so I'm... My note for this is she looks pissed. So as Andy is like poking holes in her theory and like everything you said, she like the way the this episode or the scene is shot, she is always behind him making faces. So mm-hmm. Andy is like making coffee and doing whatever she has to do. And he's telling um her his theories. I've been waiting all my life to tell you my theories. And she's just like making faces and every time he's like yeah nah it's ab she's like what the fuck do you mean i know why i pick them i like she's definitely <laughs> you can tell that she's just like i know why i pick the the victims i pick you don't tell right. me why i pick the victims i pick and it's like girl relax. it just bothers me that annie doesn't pick up on any of this like you've been on the case for less than 24 hours he thinks she wants to fuck him. She thinks she... That's what it is. He's like, this girl... And how could he not? How could he not? He's just like, yo. She keeps throwing Whoa. the puss at me. She keeps throwing the puss at me. And I'm just going I'm just going to ignore it. I'm just... And that's what She's he's been an doing. She's FBI agent who has been on this case for months. So we're talking he's about... He's also a man. man. <laughs> like it does not paint at all like this don't make no sense bro you are the fbi I'm, I'm a local inspector and in the three months this has been happening none of this like clicked to you it should it honestly should but like just as like she is super heavy-handed with the sexual harassment and he has to deal with that that is front and center in his mind. <laughs> so, because, no, for real, like says, literally, she's like, "You want this pussy? Because I'll give it to you." Not yet, not yet. She don't do no, that until they get to the park. No, no, no. But she's giving the like, like I said, she's definitely you can smell, his way. You can smell it. You can from smell. The you screen. can smell it. He goes. He's not convinced that it's a creature, just because it seems very rich, ritualistic. So the blood type, the full moon, the hearts. It's very ritualistic. I think it's one person. So she's like, maybe we'll have a chance to confirm your theory tonight. You, me, stake out at the park, interested? No. Where is Morris? Where is Morris? 
What? I feel like Morris would like smacked him on his forehead and be like, "Are you dumb? <laughs> None of this makes sense." Like, why? I love how he's gone from like jucking and shiving to being like, "Why am I the only one who has fucking common sense in this fucking department?" Because, like, people of a certain persuasion are. Once too many coincidences start happening, it's like, no, 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 no. I don't like this. Every time, at, no, I gotta be on guard because when you and you, when I see Andy and Hallowell, I know some shit's going down. Right. And I gotta be on my P's and Q's. Another Hallowell sister? Mm, this don't make no sense to me. What? Not you. Not, so like... <laughs> I had a teacher in high school that, like, every time we got in trouble, she would be like, not you, not my darlings. And every time anybody says that, I can just think about, I just think about Morris now being like, not you, not you, not the Hallowells. (laughs) I I think that's where he's at. And it's just so, ugh. So Andy tells her. I hate that he's a magical Negro. I really hate it. Yeah, Andy tells, and I mean, it gets worse as the seasons go on. But he really is the magical Negro. Andy tells her that he's gonna bring his flare gun, and the way he says it was so dirty. I was like, ew. Which is again, again. I told you he was thinking. He was like, you know, she gonna be in and out of town as soon as we wrap this case up. She gonna suck this. my dick on this stakeout. That's what he was thinking. Yeah, exactly. He was like, I'm a yeah. bing, bang, boom. All right. See? It was nasty. Why, it, why ain't raising no flags? You know why it's not. It raised a flag. I'll tell you that. <laughs> so she has made it to the federal building and Billy is there. And she's like. No, 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 no. She made it in front of the federal building. Let's make that really clear. She made it in front of the federal building and stopped Billy from going inside and said, right. hey, Billy, I'm glad okay. I caught you. And he starts talking about what's happening in the front of the building. And she's like, not here because the agents already think it. I'm crazy. Let me walk you to my car. Let me walk you to your car. Not my office that's upstairs to the fucking parking lot. Why can't we go inside? Why can't we go inside? If you FBI, like I understand you're not wanting to have this conversation in front of the building, but why we can't go inside? Where's your office? Where do you sit? Let me see your mug. Continue. I'm sorry. I had a rant on this. I know if you were going to take the take the summary or not. So they go in the car park and he's basically explaining everything that um we've already heard from Andy and from Piper. Mm-hmm. He's like, I know what's going to attack tonight. He ends up again with this stupid ass cigarette and lighter. And he again, ends up foreshadowing. He lights it and she cowers and he realizes what's going on. So she grabs his head and she breaks his neck and he dies. Bye, Billy. And again, smoking kills. This but I didn't mean to take it. your ram. So take your rant. Take your rant. I'm sorry. We are at an FBI building. And I'm going to bring this up later. We had an FBI building. Where the fuck are the cameras? There should be cameras in the car park. There should be cameras outside. How is she so emboldened to kill on federal property? 
an FBI building at that. That don't make no sense. That don't make no sense. Again. I looked at that scene and was like, okay, so now she's going to get tackled to the ground because clearly somebody was watching the security tapes as she went and cracked this motherfucker's head open. And walked away as if nothing. Well, she away. didn't. She didn't tuck the body in. Like she slept she, it in the open for anybody. Anybody who watched you two walk from the fucking front of the building to the parking lot, and then watch you walk out again by yourself. And then she already said, "Like we can't do it here because the other agents are weird. Other agents think I'm weird." So there were other agents outside. And you just... Again, why can't we do this in your office? Why do we have to go to the? Why do we have to go to the parking lot? Why? Why can't I just give you a phone call and tell you this over the phone? Like there was no need for him why to go. You, why were you in Andy's office? You were at your own office. Yeah. None of this makes. It didn't make any sense. This scene was so poor. I, I knew we, like, I mean, we knew Billy was going to die, right? We knew Billy was yeah. going to die. But the way he, I, I feel like, I mean, honestly, I really didn't care because, like, you using your dead fiance to hit on my girl, like. Not even just that. It was just like, okay, this is the dare um, commercial that they can't show. Okay, cool. Cool. <laughs> If you do, if you do cigarettes, a Wendigo is going to break your neck and leave you. If you do cigarettes, okay, Grandma. <laughs> if you do cigarettes, yeah. Um, if you smoke cigarettes. <laughs> no, it, that's what I'm saying because, like, you saw it. He was already warned about smoking in the hospital, and then he did it again, and it's like, okay, see what happens when you have a cigarette dependency. <laughs> But speaking of shooting styles, I guess I don't know why I said that. No, there was no shooting. Um, but just move this along. Um, the way they shot this scene with Phoebe and um, Prue walking through um walking through Buckland's was very. It was different. The speed was different. It was the pacing was different. It was very. They did a very good like walking scene. And then it was shit. Like, I'm so mad. Like, directorially, it was shot beautifully. And to just give me that good walking scene. They gave me a good... Because <laughs> uh, the West Wing was... I think yeah, the West Wing was definitely in its heyday. And the West Wing was very big on, like, their walking and talking scenes. I've never seen the West Wing. Yeah, Spin City was kind of like that, too. I watched Spin City. Remember they would do like the brief and they would walk from like that was kind of what that scene was. And I was like, give me more of that. I love that. And then it was just like a static set. And I was like, boo, hate this now. <laughs> so basically, Phoebe finds out about the car that went off the cliff. It was Franklin Bates. He worked for a PI firm in San Jose. Um it was a 65 Lincoln. She actually did some work. She searched Chronicle databases, found car accidents, was able to narrow it down. Um, she lied to the PI firm and told them that she was Andy's partner. Mm -hmm. And so we found out that the T and the L on the bracelet stood for Terry Lane. And she was a five-year-old girl who was kidnapped by her father. 
And that's what that's the case that the detective was working on when he died. So we never, the mom never found the daughter. So Phoebe's basically trying to tell Prue we can't sell the bracelet until we know if the mother ever found the daughter because the bracelet was supposed to be proof that the that was who, yeah. And I'm so happy you did all of this on Buckland's time. It's my only note for this scene. I mean, I would have done it on Buckland time too. Like, let's be honest. I, do I mean, fair, but like, girl, <laughs> this is your first day with a job. At least act like you supposed, like you want to keep Look, this. Book. The powers that be put that bracelet in front of her, and this is what she was destined to do. And okay, I understand that, but like, proof still working, bitch. Get to work. <laughs> You are assistant, assist. You doing this fine. Then she shit. made her coffee. Okay. That coffee was dumb cold because she took forever to get there. So um Prue goes, Well, how am I supposed to explain this to care to Claire? Psychic provenance. And of course, Claire magically is summoned and is like, psychic, what? Claire's like, why do you guys have this bracelet? I've been looking for you guys. I'm taking the bracelet back. So she took the bracelet back because they already had two buyers interested. And they're trying Which, to figure out how. Okay, continue. No, no, no. I'm not skipping ahead. I'm misrealizing how that scene makes the 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 scene that comes up in like it doesn't. Yeah. So this scene was cute though. So Piper clearly does it's not fading. feel good. And she is who fading. Has not been fading. there. <laughs> She is like sweating profusely. She has an ice cold drink and she's like using it on her forehead. Um, somebody comes up and it's the health department. It is a code inspection. It is time to get down. And so Piper is trying to hold it together and she's explaining everything and how they do it, um, how they keep the kitchen clean. And the guy is like, are you okay? And she's like, yeah. I'm dying. <laughs> but she does let them know that they don't have anything to hide in Quake. And then Piper goes to the fridge or the freezer and sticks her head on frozen meat. Just to cool down. And the, <laughs> the health inspector turns around and she's like, what are you doing with that meat? And she's like, chuck this. And, and he's like, But I'm it. glad he didn't like shut them down and was like, okay, you're sick. I just need you to go home. And yeah, I thought that no, was like, No, he was, he was like, clearly you're sick. Go home before I shut you down. I was like, all right. But I mean, he could have been a dick and given him like, you know, and just shut them down immediately. She was yeah. trying. Baby girl was trying because clearly nobody else tries in that restaurant, right? I mean, duh. So now we're back where Billy was killed and it's Fallon and Andy and Fallon's like, oh my God, I came here to meet him and he was just That was dead. my question and like, he left for the FBI building from Quake, and she left from the police station, and they pretty much got there at the same time. So how did... You see how this doesn't work? You see how this doesn't work? And I know Andy isn't thinking properly, but why has nobody been like, oh, we definitely seen them walk inside the car park together? Definitely saw them walking. Because, I mean, especially, too, like, if she's been around, if he's been around since the fiance, you telling me like nobody else knows she ain't she ain't come here by herself. Where's her partner? 
Right. And to make this even worse, she looks hungry as she's like talking to Andy. She looks like she's fucking starving and it's like girl like the wolf just confess that you're the windigo and you try to and you want to eat him also also you're being very creepy because she's like oh this must poke a hole in your like ritual theory because if this was the ritual why does he still have his heart and um and he says like this doesn't have to be the ritual it could just be like this guy's been following him for two months and he had information he had information so he probably got killed to um to prevent the information from getting out and or he's he, not ab negative yeah and then like she's like oh well that means he didn't get his happy feeling like like the killer didn't get his happy feeling because he didn't get to do the ritual and it's like girl tone it down Put some ice on that cooch and try it again. And I just, again, like, and I know he's not thinking with his head. He's thinking with his flare gun. But, mm-hmm. like, none of this, just, okay. Like, the way they kind of, like, wrap Billy up in a bowl where mm-hmm. Andy typically is always like, I need to get more information. I need to see this through. It doesn't, it's not the Inspector Trudeau that we've seen in other episodes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the next scene is Buckland's. We are at the auction. The auction has begun. They have sold a couple things. They filled a rug. They sold a lamp. Um, and now it's and up now to the bracelet. It's up to the bracelet. You Y'all at work. Sorry, 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 sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. This scene bothered me for that reason, but continue. So uh, Phoebe found the girl. She lives in Oakland. Um, and Phoebe like, found the detective's old secretary. They were able to piece everything together. Uh, she also told him that the little girl's mother who hired him, that it was the little girl's mother who hired him because the father had abducted Terry. Mm-hmm. Here's why I have a problem with that. So if the, the secretary was able to piece this together, right, why nobody else in the PI firm picked up this information? Because mm, we will get there when we get there. You're right. You know what? I shouldn't have even said that. You're right. <laughs> you see it every day. Never mm-hmm. mind. We literally so, just saw it in Connecticut. Hmm. So they're getting ready to sell it. And Prue is like, what am I supposed to do? And people are going to bid. And she's using her power. No. Phoebe's like, what am I supposed to do? And Phoebe's like, huh. and she's like blinking very noticeably. Like, you know what to do. <laughs> Use your powers. Like, I'm, I'm doing it as if the audience can see, but, like, she, like, relax. Re- relax. And she does it, like, what, three or four times to the point she where nobody... Nobody... You are... First of all, you are at work. You are at <laughs> fucking work. And she does it more than three times. She does it, like, five times to different people, and nobody is freaked out nobody like is asking any questions and if two people were interested in this bracelet how come these two people are not fighting to make this fucking offer because there's a ghost in the auction house 
and this is also why I'm annoyed too, because um this obviously it's like going, going, gone, nobody wants it. And before the auction is even wrapped up, Phoebe Phoebe <laughs> Phoebe eagerly grabs the bracelet. <laughs> And, like, is smiling as if she's going to take this shit home. And it's like, y'all, there were two interested buyers. Some supernatural shit went down. And this girl is just stealing the bracelet for free in front of you guys. Get the fuck out of here. Oh, I thought that too. Like, she's not even going to wait until the auction's over. Like, exactly. It was, it was strange. So we go back to the, I thought the scene was like, really interesting so they go back to the manor Mm -hmm. Uh, the doorbell rings you see piper answering it and it's andy and andy's like well how are you doing but where's your bandage how'd your wound heal and then you see piper turn into the wendigo and then she grabs andy and i was like andy no but then it was like foreshadowing yay we love that foreshadowing Um, and then piper wakes up yes but she looks like shit Mm -hmm. Ooh. Going back, because this is applicable, going back to the scene where Billy and Piper are in Quake, when Billy leaves Piper, he chin checks her. Like, he puts his his finger, I'm showing you, like, he curls his pointer finger and, um, like, lifts the baby her girl. Yeah, he does baby that baby girl. girl thing to her. Ew! And she is and this scene also is another ill for Piper. Like, men are just being very weird towards her, and I don't like it. <laughs> so, Andy comes to check up on her, and this time it's for real. And she's like, who is it? And he's like, it's Andy. And she's like, go away. And he's like, what? But he's like, which I think is really cute, because he's like, I have the flu shot. And we all know a flu shot does not prevent the flu, guys. But whatever. Um, so he wants to let him know that it's Billy and Billy died. And she's like, oh, my God. So she opens the door and she's like, it's not possible. It's not even night. How did this happen? So he's trying to explain, like, it's it couldn't have been who attacked you. And then Fallon shows up. Like, right Apparently on cue. This was definitely, together. this was, de- no, but she had to take a call. This was definitely written and directed like a soap opera because she literally always pops up on cues. Right. They're like the villain. And always at his back, like you said before. Yeah, it's always like the villain, and I can just hear the orchestra playing. Like, I mean, the organ playing the orchestra. I can hear the organ playing every time she pops on screen. Because it's, it's so heavy handed that way. It's, ugh. And then, like, Andy was trying to talk to her, and she's just like, I have a few questions if you don't mind. And so, what did. Like, what was Billy trying to say? And he's so she tells them, and they already Have knew that, except yeah. for the fact that the Wendigo might look like a normal person during the day. Mm-hmm. And so, of course, Fallon looks shocked, and she's like, well, do you have, did he have any idea who it might be? And she was like, nope, don't nope. think so. And then she looks at her, she grabs her arm and looks at it, and she's like, you're the only one who survived the attacks. Hope you didn't you get, infected. get infected. Which, now that I'm thinking about it, why didn't the hospital also give her a round of antibiotics to go home with not just Tylenol? Because... And her own rabies shot. Right? Hmm. Anyway. 
Because I'm telling you, a creature attacked me. A big creature attacked me. But you getting a rabies shot. So Fallon's like, um, if you think of anything else, just call me. And she leaves her card. And Andy and Andy was like, bye. And the way he said bye to her, like it wasn't romantic, but it didn't feel like siblings either. It was just it was very like overly brotherly. It was like, you got me in the friend zone and I'm trying to get out. And it was weird. Yeah, it was just awkward. Um, So after they leave, she closes the door and she takes the bandage off and her arm is hairy. Oh, you need to shave. Which what I have written down. <laughs> I was like, ooh, some narrow clean that right up. Right? So now, oh, you can handle this scene. Go ahead. We're at Harriet Lane's apartment. So Harriet Lane is a beautiful black woman in a beautiful right? apartment. She, anyway, she's probably getting ready for work or whatever. And Phoebe's knocking at her door with her rambling nonsense. Yo, you are... Don't come to my door rambling, no bullshit. No gobbly. Rambling. This ramb. Oh, God. And she's like, does this bracelet look familiar to you? And she's like, and Harriet's like, no. And Phoebe's like, don't lie to me. I- and you know who it is. And like, this is this very heavy handed and trying to push her into saying that she knows who it is. And Harriet's just like, why are you doing this to me? Like, Obviously, if you know who this bracelet belongs to, just tell me who it belongs to and why you have it and not just be so fucking, like, secretive and, like, pick a clue or, like, pick a, like, guess about it. So, like, she looks, like, Phoebe finally um, moves out the way and there's Prue holding Christina Million, baby dip it low. You know, I I said I didn't even pick up that it was Christina Milian. Yeah, it is Baby Dip It Low before she was in American Pie, I guess. I don't remember when that movie came out. Um, and she was in American Pie? Yeah, she was. She was one of the nerds that didn't get invited to the party. I know a lot about movies, guys, because I have no lines. Anyway, oh. how did they get, where did they get Christina Milian from? Who let this poor black girl leave with two white women? That's the thing. Like, where did she come from? Where is her dad? And then, like, the whole, like, oh, my goodness, Terry, mama, I never thought I'd see you again. It's okay. I'm home now. She's 16. What are you talking about? This is not how any of these things go down. Like, this is a court case. This is a custody battle. Like, he he kidnapped you and just went to Oakland? You went to Oakland? That's, okay. All right. Just the next town over, huh? Okay. <laughs> like, I'm going to kidnap my kids and move to Queens. Okay. I, I Yeah, don't. it was just like, you didn't put really any effort into, like. And also, and here's the thing. In 1999. Here's you, the thing. You ain't Google her or Ask Chiefs her. Here's the thing, too. You did all this during the day. You were supposed to be working. You drove to Oakland to pick this girl up and drop her off. Her boss went. It don't matter. Her boss went. What up? But 
none of this could have been accomplished in a day is what I'm saying. The amount of research that she had to do, all like none of this could have been accomplished in a day. And the this ugh. Oh, I feel like it could have been a better B plot if it was extended out through a couple of episodes versus or maybe like not even minutes. a couple. Yeah, because you it it could have taken only... two solid episodes, maybe three. I mean, like, what if the dad on... was it? Like, I would have loved to have seen like the dad, or like even what if the mom was a demon, right? And that's the reason oh, why she black. She gotta be a demon. So the next scene, um, <laughs> Indian agent Fallon are at the park. And I had made a note that this looked like the bridge from Dead Man Dating after he crossed it with his dad. But I'm not too sure, but that's what it looked like. I'm just going to ignore her comment because it was racist. It's fine. Um... <laughs> and, oh, well, before that, before we even get to the park, um, Prue's phone rings. And it was Piper calling, and she sounds like shit. Piper tells, uh, Prue tells Piper that she sounds like shit. Asked her what's wrong, and so we cut, and then that's when we get to Andy and Agent Fallon at the park. And this scene was, this scene was weird because, like, my note it made me is, uncomfortable. I felt like I was watching sexual harassment happening. Like, yes, real time. my note is stop flirting, but I also have a note that's like. The audio in this, like Fallon's audio sounds like it was done in post-production. And it was very weird. Like, it didn't feel like it, the conversations were syncing up. It sounded like she probably mm. messed, messed up a line and they had to like do it in ADR. And I was just like, I don't. I didn't it have was, that issue. I wonder if it was a peacock thing. It just sounded very distracting. It was it was distracting for me. But she, this is where um, she goes into her whole spiel about, like, she was hurt before. Uh, but she loved this man, and he betrayed well, even her. Even before that, even before we get to her whole spiel, this is, this is, like, it's not, like, noontime, but this is, like, late afternoon. Mm-hmm. And Fallon tells Andy to turn your cell phone off. Because you wouldn't want it to ring and scare it away. And so they both turn off their phones. And I was like, Andy, bro. You're not paying attention to nothing. Nothing. And then, oh, and she's like, he must have hidden in the stretch of woods waiting to attack. Want to get a closer look? Turn your cell phone off, too. All right. The killer. The call's coming from inside the house. Right. It was just. It was a lot. It was, I was like, Andy, you're going to die now. You're going to die. So, and that's when she starts talking about her whole, that was. She was betrayed. Yeah, she was betrayed. um, And then she found a way to get over it. Um, So now it's all about sex. And he was like, where were you when I was in college? And I was like. You didn't know what to do with your flare gun in college. Shut your ass up. But even then she was like. He goes, I would love to make sure that nobody could ever hurt me like that again. And then he goes, I would love to know how you do that. And is this where she takes her finger and like rubs it down her chest and is like, maybe I'll show you. And I was like, yes, yes, yes. (laughs) Yeah, it was just very, it just, this scene was just, you know, when like, 
you know when I know I've seen this. I don't know if you've seen it, but you're at a bar, and I know I know why this always happens at a bar. There's a girl trying too hard to hook up with a guy, and the guy's yeah. like, "I'm gonna fuck you. You don't have to do it. You don't have to like try this hard. Like I'm gonna go <laughs> home with you." And she's still trying hard. Yes, that's what this. That's what the scene is giving. Like Annie's like, "Yo." Let's just get through the stakeout. Take our mm, notes. Magic in the car, like exactly. And she's just like, "No, nah, let's let's suck dick right here. Let's suck dick right yes. here." And then, like the whole like I took, because she's like, you know. And then one day, boom, he left me, and I kept falling. I kept falling. And Andy's like, "I know how that feels." No, you don't. And then, <laughs> Girl, you need therapy. You need the therapy. And then she, one of the lines that she has is, I did what I needed to make myself strong. And all I could think was, first I was afraid. I was, I petrified. was petrified. And like, <laughs> girl. It was so bad. It was... Uh, it's... Andy, don't do it. She probably got an STD. Like, don't do it. She definitely does. So... She don't wrap it up, Andy. The next scene I really love because you kind of like we see this Piper. We see a version of this Piper yes. through the rest of the series. Yeah. And like, why can't we have her from here? From here on, <laughs> why couldn't we have this Piper? Piper drags both her sisters for filth. <laughs> You got to set the scene. So Phoebe and Prue are back in the manor and Piper is out of it. She has a, she clearly has a fever. She got COVID. She's sitting on the couch. She's sweating. She's shaking. She is miserable. Mm -hmm. She pulls off the bandage and her arm is just raw. It is all like Prue was trying to be like the good parent. It's like, oh, Phoebe's like, God damn. Prue's like, well, you need, can you get up? And it just like, Whoa. And Prue, I mean, Piper's like, yeah, you dumb fucking bitch. I can get up. You think I can't fucking walk? What's wrong with you, stupid? And Amy's like, but honey, we're just trying to help you. I need help from you? You can't even hold on a job, you dumb bitch. <laughs> and it was the Viatrol, because it wasn't like just her saying lines, but the Viatrol in which... <laughs> Came back to sister. <laughs> and then she's like, All she's right, like, now Prue She was like, Hey, calm down. She was like, You dumb bitch. You always gotta be in charge. You always gotta be in charge. It's not about you. God, I hate y'all. So Phoebe ends up picking up Agent Fallon's card and she gets another premonition. That card looked so fake. So incredibly fake. I, like I, I know you, I know you didn't pay attention to it, and that's why I'm here because yep, I pay yep. attention to it. Like it literally looked like a Vista print FBI card. Like it just, it just looked so bad. I, mean, I like we even confirmed that she's an FBI agent. She's All not. She she's not. She's clearly not. Because. <laughs> I thought I made that clear when I'm winning that whole rant about them going to the parking lot and not her fucking office. That's why we can't go upstairs. Where's your office? Where's your scooter? Sorry, Where is your scooter? That's been in my head 
since I said, where is your office the first time? I just needed to get it out. But like, for real, like, she's not an FBI agent. We can, I I didn't think I needed to say that. Like, I wanted a whole rant saying that she wasn't. But, um, that card looks so fake. But anyway, she gets, Phoebe gets the premonition that Agent Fallon is the Wendigo and she is attacking Andy in the park. Mm-hmm. And so what happens is they're like, holy shit, we gotta get Andy, but we can't leave you here. And they... <laughs> well, before that, they end up going uh, into the Book of Shadows mm-hmm. and um, they look for the Wendigo thing and at the mm-hmm. bottom of it, it says compare to Des- Desiderata. Uh, or conferred mm-hmm. desiderata, which means it's Latin for look up things that are yearned for. Um, and so well, she ends up... Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. So I really like this scene too. And this is this is where I love when Prue shows off like her intelligence. I right, hate which is why like, Phoebe is not the smartest sister. I We both are in agreement there. Jesus Christ. Um, so what happens is Piper has been like, pouring over the book of shadows all day trying to figure something out she's like i already looked you dumb bitches i don't know why the fuck y'all look it that's the energy she's giving off that was the energy that she gave and um phoebe's like you know we can still look and then she's like i don't see anything and then that's where you see the cf um and that's when um prue was like well it's latin for blah 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 and she goes there and then she like it looks up desire i believe Oh uh, yeah, desire all things that are yearned for. So wisdom, balance, unbecoming. So they end up going into unbecoming, and then they find unbecoming a Wendigo, and they have to kill the Wendigo by melting its heart of ice. Exactly. So, and like, <laughs> I, I just love it so cute because that's why um, I think Piper makes like a snarky comment. Um, Tells her to go to hell. Yeah, because they got to tie like- her down. Not even just that. No, she makes a snarky comment because Prue was so, like super smart. Like she's like, you just know everything and some stupid shit like that. And they're like, uh, we need to tie you down, but we need to chain you up. And she's like, chains, and I was like, chains. Mm. Um, and Phoebe's like, I think I may have something, and she comes back with a pair of handcuffs. And I don't like the fact that Prue was like a prude in the scene. I would have preferred her to be say something along the lines like, I thought those were mine or something like that because you, you're just fucking Andy. You're not the only one with handcuffs in this house. Well, she didn't need them. That's why she didn't think it was hers. I just, I, I don't think she was a prude. I just didn't think, I mean, like, does anybody want to see their sister like dangling handcuffs? Again, I shared a wall with our sister. So. I'm sorry. So <laughs> Phoebe is smart and they realize, she realizes that they have to go and pick up a flare gun. Mm-hmm. Um. And Piper still being bitchy Piper tells them to go screw off. And they end up, the next scene is um, Andy at the park. Yes. Mm. And this part was weird too, because he was like, you know, I'm not the best cop to be on the stakeout with you because I'm AB negative. And she's like, don't worry. I'll protect you. It was disgusting. We see Piper, it cuts back to the attic and Piper is now fully turning into a Wendigo. Her eyes turn yellow. She, her Just pause body. it here. Just pause it here. Holly Marie hates those yellow contacts. She's mentioned it multiple times. She hates it. And you know what? Good for her. Good for her for yeah. getting it off her chest. 
She will Most let you know time. anytime you ask her. The one ago hated it. Hated it. Fuck it. Continue. <laughs> so she ends up breaking the pipe and the handcuffs. And so we go back into the park and now it's nighttime. Mm-hmm. Andy is on edge, but he sees Ashley's hands turned into a Wendigo. Hand. Well, we see Ashley's hand turned into a Wendigo hand. Andy has. We see her watch her hand turn into a Wendigo hand and we see her nipples get harder. That's what I saw. Because she was like, now it's the time to attack him. That's what that energy was giving me. She was like, she was definitely biding her time for her transformation. Because she was just like, the scene starts with her looking down and then looking at her hand change and it's all furry. And she just looks very happy because she's like, I'm about to kill this man. And it's because he, she goes like, it's instinct of the hunt, and that's why you're here. That's why you're a cop. And the way she says it, even Andy is like, are you turned on or something? And she goes, or something. And Andy was like, all right, look, I don't even, I don't even want you sucking my dick anymore. Like, I'm right. <laughs> like, you're a weirdo. Let's just finish this job and let's leave it at that. I've seen that at the bar, too, where you over-eager yourself out of some dick. Like, girl. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm. And this is where you clearly knew that Andy was thinking with his penis at the office because she goes to attack. She she fully turns into a Wendigo. Andy doesn't have a flare gun. He has a gun gun. Which does absolutely nothing. Mm -hmm. And she knocks him the fuck out. And, oh, damn. You literally made the joke about the flare gun before you left the office and you still didn't pick it up. Still didn't get the flare gun. Like come on Andy so Prue and Phoebe are now in the park they're in Prue's car but like also whose other car would they be in um they're looking for Andy because they know that Andy is with this crazy ass bitch Mm -hmm. they're moving to where the moon is because clearly that's where they think she should be at Mm -hmm. we see Andy is unconscious on the ground and she's playing with her prey so she's like ripping open her shirt Cutting him down the chest with a fingernail. More foreshadowing coming true. Uh, So Prue screams out Andy's name and the Wendigo runs away. Phoebe's like, nah, we're right where we're supposed to be. I recognize it from my premonition. The Wendigo starts to run at him and Prue is horrible at a gun. She shoots the flare gun. It misses the Wendigo. The Wendigo runs away. And Phoebe's like, well, if that didn't get Andy to come out, he's dead. <laughs> Prue is like, can we at least find a body? like, no, he ain't dead until we find a body. Shut your, shit. Shut your ass up. So the Wendigo comes at them again. Prue fires the flare gun, misses, and scares the Wendigo. We are down to two flares because that's all the story has. Yes. They do see Andy on the ground. Mm-hmm. He still has his heart. He's not dead. We're good. The Wendigo growls, comes back behind them. Prue shoots the flare again and misses. We are down to one. And Phoebe's like, all right, you still I got this. Shit. I got this. And honestly, after the the second one, I'd have been like, I would have been me- like, let me try. Right? Yeah. Why are we now down to one? I mean, to be fair, though, there was no way you would, like, she was going to get that shot. There was no way. I mean, she wasn't even trying. Yeah, but continue. I'm sorry. 
So now we end up seeing two Wendigos. And Phoebe's like, but how can it be at two places at once? And Prue was like, because one of them is Piper. Shoot. I was like, damn. So pause. This is actually the first time that one of the sisters actually turns into something evil. But if you have watched Charmed or if you have more than three brain cells and have critical thinking, you will know that on a supernatural show, somebody's going to turn evil a couple of times. And it's, they turn evil throughout the series. But right. again, this, this isn't is my different. favorite episode. There's another episode that comes up. That's one of my favorites. I think I know which one you're talking about. It's a season three episode, isn't it? <laughs> I don't know an episode, but yeah, it has to be. It has to be. Anyway. So Phoebe is like, she can't shoot. She can't shoot, and she's like, "Just shoot and hope you hit the right one." one. And I was like, "Hit the Damn. right one." And I mean, so Phoebe shoots the flare, and the Wendigo freezes it, and then the other Wendigo is also frozen. Well, no, Piper's we still Piper. Piper's still Piper isn't frozen. The flare is just frozen. The... Right, but the other Wendigo is frozen. Yeah, the flare is frozen. The other Wendigo is frozen, yeah. and Phoebe's like, "All right." do something so we so Prue takes her power moves the flare and it hits the other one to go in the heart she burns and disappears piper is butt ass naked as piper again and not a wendigo in the woods and she's hiding and behind the, and andy's scar or would have been a scar the scratch down his chest has healed all you see is pink blood spatter on the sides of his white button down shirt so Andy wakes up and is like, oh my God, what happened? Where's the Wendigo? And Prue was like, just lay down. Honestly, I'd have, Andy would have woke up and I'd have gone. He would have seen me and Piper and Phoebe just running he the just other direction. Running, through the woods. So mm-hmm. this next scene, I don't know, it kind of bothers me because they're talking about what happened. Piper's, you know, saying thank you for saving me and everything like that. And we come to find no, out No, no, that- no, no, no. Oh, are you supposed to say what I'm about to say? Like here, because she was like, she brings them drinks and it's like on the house for saving my life. And I was like, what you mean on the house for saving my life? Bitch, you work here. Yeah, I don't pay for shit, bitch. Like, what are you talking about? On no, the but house John for saving Tapper my life. was there, they be paying for drinks because you know he would have the, the bar meter making sure they're not stealing shit. I learned that on Bar Rescue. Mm hmm. What is that? The Bev Intel? <laughs> the <best now. laughs> but we anyway. do find out that Prue ends up telling the truth. Telling the truth. She couldn't come up with the lie and the truth worked. And this is where I am confused and I don't think that they ever really learned the lesson that they were meant to learn. Because um Phoebe's like, so maybe he's more open to being you being a witch than you thought. And I was like, he was always open to you being a witch. He wasn't open to being in a relationship and having kids with a witch. Like, did you not hear what he said? Because he was, and I like, still think that he would have come around if mm-hmm. given the time. Exactly. Like you, you literally were asked, you were forcing him to answer you right then and there. And then, again, if he has to answer you right then and there, the answer is no. But like, girl, did you not pay attention to the, like, it was, what was truth hers? Like two episodes ago, three episodes ago, Max? Girl, he was wow. fine with you being a witch. And like, 
And O'Fallon was throwing the cooch at him mad hard from earlier. Talk about how you're not surprised when I said supernatural. So you really know that he's cool. You guys just don't pay attention. <laughs> but you also find out Phoebe ain't got no job no more. Because she quit. She's like, I need to find my world and I can't live in yours. I love Part it. I love your world. Um, and then Piper leaves. And if as I she's leaving the table, she's like, just don't come I into my world or I'll kill you. you. And this delivery, I'm trying to ignore you so we can just wrap this fucking shit up. Oh my god. <laughs> Shut up, you weirdo. They understand, but they don't reprimand their daughters. Okay, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm so annoyed. Look, I've had to pee for the longest time. And I'm holding it in so we can wrap this up. (laughs) Anyway, so Piper is getting up from the table and she tells Phoebe, just so come into my role or I'll kill you. And the way she delivers it. She it, did it so good. I was like, oh my God. The Wendigo is still in her. So much so that like Piper, Piper, Phoebe and Prue were like, what the fuck, bitch? I thought we killed that bitch. Ah. And she's like, just kidding. Ha 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 ha. And they do this thing that they, that's throughout the series. The ooh, the ooh, ooh, ooh. Where they like, like the Sometimes the ooh just doesn't work. And it didn't work there. The I mean, was, I thought it was a cute way to end it. No, it, it, it was a cute way to end it. I just didn't like the ooh. But whatever. Um. So I guess we can just hop into like the latter part of this. Anyway, um, love interest chemistry. The only thing we have here is Andy and Fallon, and I gave that shit a zero out of ten. Don't like it, don't want it, never want to see it again. It was it was definitely given sexual harassment. Yeah. Um, how we han- handle the conflict in the episode, I can't talk because I'm hungry and have to pee. <laughs> um, I don't really think I would have handled it any kind of way. Like I was really racking my brain because the only real note. I feel like a lot of this sat with Andy more than it sat with the sisters. I think the sisters did what they had to do. Yeah, they did. And I feel like they resolved that really quickly. I think Andy just thought with his flare gun and it took him too long to realize that you were in danger, baby. Right. Yeah. Um, any tweaks? Because I don't really think I have one either. Justice for Billy? Not make Billy so cringeworthy, I guess. Yeah, I mean, like, he died, and I didn't really care. I was like, damn, you dropped, like, a log, bro. I felt, and I felt bad for Piper, too, because, like, he's like, oh, you're so beautiful. And she's like, really? And he's like, yeah, you look like my ex-fiance. And she's like, fuck, I can't catch a break. (laughs) That just feels so bad. Um, Yeah, I can just jump on and rate in this. And honestly, I gave this five out of ten Christina Millions. Wow. Um, I'd give it, I and I think just off of the back of Holly, I'm going to give it six tarnished Claire bracelets. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Holly really, like we said in pre-pro, she really held this episode down. Um, her being scared in the phone booth was really good. Um, the slow, 
her like descent into becoming a Wendigo is so slow and meticulous. And if you're not, obviously, I can't say if you're not paying attention, you won't see it. But like, you literally see like the little things happening. Like she's more bloodthirsty than she is. Like you've mm-hmm. seen her before. And from the beginning of the episode where she's just like, yeah, I got to get this. I got to get this. We got to figure out who did this to me. And that's not to say that she wouldn't have been bloodthirsty, but I feel like it would have been portrayed a different way. Like she would have wanted to figure out who this Wendigo is so it doesn't hurt somebody else. But she like, it was very like aggressive. And I love Holly for that. Like, I know she didn't like the yellow contacts, but baby, you did what you needed to do. She did what she had to do. I Mm. am though. I am excited for next week's episode. What's next week's episode? I didn't look next ahead. Next week's episode is from Fear to Eternity and it introduces Barbus. <gasps> Bar- oh, yes. I love Barbus. Ooh. Barbus. Mm. Justice for Barbus. Let's say that. Say that. I really liked his actor, um, Billy Drago. Mm-hmm. I really like him. So I'm excited. I feel like, you know. And this is the first of many times we see Barbus. So I look yep. like. That's why I love him. And as a villain, underserved, underserved. And when we get to Billy and Christy, I will let you know. This is where my, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. But yeah, this is where, Justice for Barbers is where I'm going to leave it. But um, this has been another episode of Black Girl Charms. Black Girl Uh, Charms. You can find me on all socials at my gal consulting. Leave off the N on Twitter and it's M Y G Y A L consulting. Um, Co host, anything to promote? Anything you have to say? What's up? Um, You can find me at um, Morgana's Motifs. I'm around sometimes, sometimes not. I'm really enjoying the social media break, it's been lovely. Um, but other than that, that's just where I am. And you guys have a really great week. Join us for a hilarious, off-the-chart, weird banter. Guys, don't do crack. Don't do cigarettes. Um, yeah. We have a Gmail, blackgirlcharmed.gmail.com. We have a Cash App. So if you love us, send us some love on Cash App. Um, yeah, some uh, witches be hoes. Blessed be, guys. Blessed be.